certainly hadn't thought of it in a good 10 15 years <laughs> no no not that you had uh, forgotten that john cena was a rapper like, oh that, that part thing. no i actually did know that I, I that i was very aware of that because i remember my dad used to always bring it up to me like you'd probably you'd probably like this new wrestler guy he's a rapper that was his thing he <laughs> yeah was like, he... <laughs> so it really stuck in my head a lot <laughs> i'm q i'm jewish dave this is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. I had an idea, Dave. When is the next time that you think we can record together? Um, like, let's give a schedule. Let's let's look at our cals right now and figure right, this out. Right now. No. Um, <laughs> we could probably do, I don't know, Sunday or Monday? You know? Okay. Let's call it Sunday. Mm-hmm. Let's call it a Sunday a week from now. What day will that be, Dave? That'll be the 22nd. Okay, so my point is that I think that um, one fun thing that it might, it might be interesting to do and see if anybody actually responds to this is uh, we're going to open up the phone lines. Okay, how about that? We'll say 10 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday night. Okay. If you want, join us. Get online. HBO doesn't have anything good on right now. And even still, mm-hmm. it's not even HBO anymore. It's HBO Max. So you can watch it whenever you want. Nobody, I mean, are people still watching things at the moment that they come out, Dave? I don't think so. I think that's yeah. long gone. That's long gone. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's long I was just gone. watching American Utopia, and that came out like two months ago. Is that a movie? What is that? It's, it's the David the Byrne thing. The uh, Oh, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to see. Did you know David Byrne made another movie? Is that like a musical? Like, what is what is it doing? Yeah, that? it's actually like literally a musical. It's kind of like what they did with Hamilton earlier this year, where they filmed uh-huh. the the live show. But it's it's directed by Spike Lee, the the movie version, even though it's just okay. a filmed concert. But uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. The I, I saw the. Um, did you ever see the Talking Head? Yeah, actually, that's the re- the reason I'm watching it is uh, spoiler alert for Awesome Movie Year about three episodes into season six, but uh, we're going to be doing that movie for the documentary pick for uh, the 1984 season. That's a weird thing to think of it as a documentary. I actually recently watched that. Um, yeah. What is it called? Everybody hears crazy or some shit. What was it called? Stop making sense. Stop making sense. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop making sense was great. It's a, yeah. like the best concert. Um, movie. I never really think of them as documentaries because I, I think documentaries like have to elevate or like there has to be narrative. It's right. just a concert. It's like video yeah, of a I th- concert. I think the reason they picked it is because we haven't done a music film yet and it, there was really no notable documentary that year for them to do surprisingly and that just seemed like the best fit. So, so look, back to the point. Do this. Um, go to birdroadpodcast.com uh, I'm going to put up there a little sign-up sheet, okay? Just like a little spot where you can put your name in. Uh, Put your name in. You don't even have to say anything. I I want to try this. This is something new. Things are weird right now and, like, weirdly calm. And I feel like people maybe want to talk about what's going on and maybe just need some support or just conversations that aren't like prepared interviews. We've been doing a lot of great prepared interviews, I think, lately. Um, you know, D- we have, def- define we. 
<laughs> me, me been me been doing a lot of great interviews. Me've been doing a lot of great interviews. Um, you know, Dave, you can be enterprising and like just choose uh-huh. to interview somebody and put put it out on the on on the feed. Like no yeah. one's stopping. I might have to Nobody make that. Will. I'm going to surprise you one of these days. I'm going to make that happen. I'll, I'm going to get I a would really be good so one. So surprised. I would be <laughs> if, if if a Bird Road episode popped up on my feed, and it was just like, Jewish Dave interviews. Uh, I don't know some community um, organizer. Mandy Patankin. <laughs> I was. Gonna, I went with Mandy Patankin, but I guess community organizer is great too. Um, I feel like you would probably end up interviewing Mandy Patankin. But anyway, we want to. Gina would be so dialogue. happy. You would lose it. I want to surprise you one day with like a big celebrity interview. Like I want to have like, uh, like, like on a squad cast call like this, just be like, mm-hmm. okay, Dave, our guest is joining, and it pops on it, and it's like Joel Cohen or something, yeah. or like <laughs> I don't know. There's so many that I could get. Um, Giovanni Rabisi. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, John Cena. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, man. I think that people could use a little bit of conversational support, a little bit of talk therapy. Uh, things are weird right now. How, how, how are you doing? Tell me about where, where you're at. I am. Uh, I, I'm mostly the usual, but I'm also like really, really, really expecting that that next shutdown to happen here in Nevada. I mean, it, it, yeah. it just you could taste it. It's so you know, it's just so right, right there. there. And, and then, uh, Sislak just got COVID, um, on Friday. The governor of Nevada got COVID. That's right. Yeah. There. So that is only, only helps to reinforce it. But, but yeah, I mean, it's actually been a kind of strange week for me because I have seen friends one at a time, but twice this week after not seeing anybody since March. Right. Um, yeah. You actually <laughs> engage in your first like one-on-one contact with other people. Yeah. And it's really very strange, and it's not like I planned like like oh fuck it, I'm I'm just gonna see people now. It just so happened those both of these things happened in the same week. But uh, I I feel weird about it, even though you know I was you know distanced as could be, and, and you know, uh, but I definitely feel weird about it. I, I feel weird about yeah, we any kind of shout out. One of, one of those groups, one of those things that you did was um you hung out with uh, Will, friend of the show, uh, former yep. two time guest on the show. That's right. Uh, Knox Prime, yeah. who got married. So shout out to, right. to Will for tying the knot and become oh, yeah. get, getting getting made into an honest man for once in his That's life. That's right. That's um, right. Well, how it. was how was the ceremony? Was it um was it everything it was cool. you thought? Was, was, it, was it did it give you any was it like a harbinger of what you're worried about coming up in, with your belated um upcoming wedding nuptials or whatever that, that eventually will come one of these days? Well, they they were able to do the uh, scaled back twelve person wedding. We've got a hundred and fifty person guest list to try to fit in. So we'll see what happens in May. One and a half people will die because of your wedding, according to the statistics. I love that you're laughing at that. Hey, it's May. I love that you're just if, chuckling away at. If death. it's not if it's not over by May, is is it ever going to be over? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. Um, you know, the week has greeted us with a much needed news um the two mondays in a row now monday is becoming the new drop press release drop day for every um major pharmaceutical company right. out there today last week obviously we got news that there was a um pfizer led 
program for a vaccine that was coming online any you know any day now I guess whenever these FDA appro- approvals um, you know find their way in the mail or whatever and that that one was have you read much about that or no a little bit yeah uh, yeah and so like they say that it's something. well that one was ninety percent um, effective right mm-hmm. and they say that the drawback to it is that it requires intensely cold temperatures like i think something Mm. in the order of like negative 80 degree temperatures which you can't just get in a normal freezer you need like special freezers to be able to Mm. even do that so um the good news today is that moderna a pharmaceutical company has another um vaccine coming on online that doesn't require that that, i guess it it still requires refrigeration but it can be thawed for a longer period of time so it can be thawed for 30 days and still be effective right um so i mean i don't don't want to be the guy who's like trying it on the 30th day and (laughs) "Ah, let me roll the dice here i'll take what i could get seriously but the, the interesting thing i read about the first one though the pfizer one is that it it uses a different science and i i don't i didn't write notes about this or anything but it 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 doesn't use like the traditional vaccine of like putting a, a weak version like, of the virus like in a your living arm. culture of yeah it, it doesn't whatever. use that it's some different kind of technology which uh you know maybe is a little more um you know people would be open to it or something i don't how know how great would it be how, how funny would it be if like trump lost and all the sour you know all the sour uh feelings or whatever although like this this the spilt milk crying over and then it's like it turns out that it was when when it goes through discovery or whatever and they pick apart the the formula of it it turns out that it was just bleach and they're like yeah it was bleach this whole time sorry guys he was right i mean he turned out to be right it was the it was bleach i think that's think uh, about it. a good chance think of about it it works <laughs> I think that would rule. Um, it wouldn't rule anywhere near as much as these things actually coming online, though. The one that I read about today um, will be 30 million, from what I read at least, 30 million doses that will that are earmarked for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one from last week is 50 million, but that's not. I, I, I think that that's part. Um, that's parceled out for the globe, so I'm sure the U.S. only gets a portion of that. Right. And then something in the order of like one and a half billion in the next uh, in, in the next year in 2021. How do you think they should hand that out? Like, what if you were put in charge of that? First of all, it would be a disaster. It would be a mess. <laughs> well, if it was if it was me, they'd just be holding you people would be, down. You would be like shoving it into them. So, so don't ask me. I want to go back to the movies. You would be giving it to animals, first of all. Yeah, definitely animals first, just in case. Like, people would be leaving you voicemails because you'd... (laughs) Somehow, in a world where you're a high-ranking decision maker at... uh, In in the... um, the Centers for Disease Control, you would still have to go from 11 to 3 to Wax Tracks and like and cover the shift just cuz there's no one else to do it of like course. you'd still have to do your normal job I, I i picture the funniest like i try to think of like what the highest ranking job that you would have in your life is that you would still have to go to wax tracks during your day and like carve out time they'd be like oh we hired this guy he's going to be like the director of you know director of new artist acquisition at Sony Music but he needs every day off from 11 to 3 <laughs> 
and his travel schedule is severely impacted. He can barely travel. So he, and he can't leave. He's tethered to a five mile radius of Las Vegas of like the of like west of like a South Decatur in, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Not to derail this too much, but on Wednesday I have to go into wax tracks because my dad bought two thousand Blu-rays, but they're all in like one of those C D books. And so I'm gonna have to match up the discs to the cases. <laughs> Your dad is just I feel like he's really like banking on the next unbeatable format because he made he made he made out so well with records no that no. now he's like this is just flipping this is flipping 100 <laughs> percent. that's all it is who's the person that's out there that's getting flipped on blu-ray collections like who's the person that's like i'm gonna start up this um particular plot this this particular media Right now, in the year of our Lord, 2020, <laughs> and I'm going to do it with a purchase from an old desert Jew, like, <laughs> that's that's probably way more than I intended on budget, budgeting. Like, I, this is the way that I'm stepping my foot into the Blu-ray world, because I've decided that, um, you know, 500 megabytes per second streaming is just not good enough i like it's never gonna be good enough no nope, no nope. i <laughs> go media for the win <laughs> i just imagine that being a real diminishing market i don't know i i would say so but <laughs> somebody wants it's only apparently. it's only your it's only your inheritance that he's yeah. playing with it's no big deal um so i feel like we're kind of at like this moment of acceleration and i had asked you to to, to prepare to talk a little bit about, uh, did you watch anything about the Saturday night uh, million MAGA march? Did you pay attention to any of that happening? There wasn't really a lot of in-depth coverage. I haven't it, seen much about media. it. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that much about it. I, I I saw a couple of clips here and there, uh, you know, some jokes here and there, but really there has not been that much coverage as far as I could tell. And it was a fast story. It came and went, unlike Charlottesville. Of course, Charlottesville, somebody died, and sure. it was much more, you know, tragic. And I think it was also much more shocking for us in right. 2017. Um, like, I, like Charlottesville, all that stuff was shocking. It was like, whoa, what the fuck? This is actually happening. Everything that, all this Trump shit is actually, you know, going on. And um, I think, I think people are, you know, they're burnt out after everything. Right now. So you think that, like, it can't cut through? Like, it would take loss of life or something? Yeah, yeah. I think it would take something big. I mean, it doesn't seem like, unless you've got something here, it doesn't seem like there was, like, a big story to come out of any of that. So There were some stabbings. I mean, there were some, um, there was one beating of a, of, I, I don't know if he was a proud boy or but whatever. He was Trump identifying in some way. Um, you know, he was just... I, the first clip that came out was was clipped. It was like shortened, and he was um, starting fights with people, and uh, or it looked like he was in the caught up in in the rush of a bunch of counter protesters, and he got knocked out, and he came up bloodied and and out of it. But then a longer clip came out, and it showed him being like an agitator and a real asshole, and you know, a few high pro not high profile. What's the word? Like like well viewed. Heavily viewed, heavily trafficked, whatever mm -hmm. uh, anecdotes like that came out, and there's blood. There's always going to be blood. I mean, these days, that's the, that's the way it's going to be, I suppose. Um, 
but I don't know. I feel like one of the things I thought would be funny is as we are in like the first full week of, of Trump being a lame duck president and officially on the way out, one of the things I was thinking about were different words that entered the lexicon during his time mm-hmm. as president and how much stupider they made us, like how much worse as people. And like, like just think about what I try to think of is like me and me and you, but mostly me because I think about myself mm-hmm. a lot. Sure. Um, but like think of us in 2014 listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and how much gibberish. Well, it would sound like just the rantings of idiots. It would sound like like babies talking, saying words like MAGA and QAnon. And like, I mean, like, what what are these things? I mean, like, well, we know now. We'd also but think we're so lame for caring. So we, we would think, first of all, in 2014, if, yeah, if, if I, it, I would, I would not know what to make of myself, I guess is my point mm-hmm. right now. I would be like, what happened to me? Am I like, Am I bad now? Or like I, I wouldn't know. I'd be like, wait, he doesn't like Obama now? He thinks Obama's a bad president? What the fuck? That like, is that th- is weird, like in retrospect. <laughs> no, the weird part in retrospect is looking back and ever thinking that Obama was like a a great president. No, he I just I, ob- I, objectively it, wasn't in so many ways. I know, and, but And it felt it, it all just felt so comfortable and like kind of calm and like you were just like, oh well. Things are working. You know, I, I, I pick up the newspaper and it's like a story about the Department of Homeland Security. And it's just like, oh, everything's working fine. And you're just <laughs> like, oh, well, good to check in every now and then, I suppose. And just put the paper down. And uh, and like, I don't know. I think it, it's, it's not a... It's not a corruption or corrosion of what I am today. It's more of a failing of what, what I was, what we were yesterday, mm-hmm. I would say. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I mean... Not to get to like a lesser of two evils or become a centrist type or anything like that, but it's like, how could you not be swept up in the excitement of Obama back then? You know, I don't think think we knew a single one of of the criticisms we maybe now have um, back then. I don't think they were on our mind even a little bit. I don't think we were ignoring those things. I think we just didn't see or know of those things yet. And... The other thing was that Republicans hadn't become, they were the party at that point of Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. which was like this uh, annoying sort of um, like obstructionist, uh, you know, they weren't really the party of Mitch McConnell yet, even though he was the, I think the guy really running things, but it was Ted Cruz who at the time was like an upstart new voice on the scene. Don't forget Ted Cruz is the guy that pushed the government shutdown. He was the... Um, the the aggravating force on the right mm-hmm. for many of the Obama years. He was the one that staked out new, further to the right uh, um, positioning that recentered what the center was, right? Because the center before 2010 was, I mean, it was always sort of neoliberal in nature and it was always sort of Clintonian or, you know, whatever the standard bearers of the old Democratic Party were. But when when Ted Cruz and sort of the larger Tea Party, which has sort of that were again another word that has sort of lost meaning, um, the Tea Party sort of staked out whatever position they staked out on the right, they effectively dragged everything with them to the right, mm-hmm. and that meant that Obama had to or chose to he didn't have to do anything, but he chose to modulate 
what he had ran on, and he chose to be less than what he promised he would be. He made the choice to capitulate um, left and right. He mostly to the right. He, uh, you know, turned into this big, so subtly, at least to those of us who were just kind of like floating comfortably through that world. So he did it so subtly that you didn't even really notice it until November 7th of 2016 Mm -hmm. when you started looking for all these answers, right? That's another thing that we we talked about that in the past before I've, I've interviewed people and had conversations with this like, you know, domestic anthropology that we do now where it's like um, the the phenomenon of like parachuting into cities and trying to figure out like what happened? Mm-hmm. Why did you vote for Trump? Why did you continue to vote for Republicans in 2018 in the midterms? Why did you vote for him again? Why do you continue to support him? And this like wide-eyed, um, credulous uh, it's not just reporting. It's also like just generally like coastal liberals and like just with this curiosity that's like barely masking disdain. It's like you just kind of shake your head and your eyes are wide open. And you're like, wow, these people, man, these people. And what you're thinking inside is like these fucking morons, these idiots, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you don't say that because sure. that's not okay to say. Um, I don't know. Like, would you be recognizable? to you six years ago i mean obviously you lost like 110 pounds but <laughs> yeah that was a big difference uh but yeah i, I don't know what I, if I, all I... of that was a setup for a fat joke like that <laughs> whole little soliloquy was just a setup for to 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 take you down a peg i don't know i i don't feel like uh at least in the political sense, the the amount that I that I am engaged, I don't think has changed that much <laughs> over this time. You know, I feel like it's everything else that's changed a little bit. I mean, the fact that you know podcasting is such a a big thing now, whereas before, like I couldn't imagine doing anything but music, specifically just music. You know that that's the biggest change I think for me personally. Yeah. Podcasting is, is kind of a big thing. Like doing this show with you was something that we wanted to do for years. Yeah. And we were kind of aimless in the way that we wanted to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, we just wanted to do something. <laughs> That's all that matters. Just wanted to wanted to hang. I don't know, man. Like and podcasting's having its moment and who knows how long that'll last. Sure. I mean, like and you know, I, I love I love the fact that we're just you know, this thing was born this little specific show that we're doing was born sort of as a response to not necessarily Donald Trump, but like all of the, uh, all of those sort of search that, that searching for answers that ha- that came after Trump. Yeah, like and the way that you and I were like making fun of everything at that moment, mm-hmm. and for like the from the the year that he was running all the way up until the first year after he, after he won, like just what we found to be ridiculous, and the way that I guess people were reacting to it. And the way that all these people that we sort of thought we had some sort of kinship with or that we were like culturally aligned with turned out to be people that we didn't really have much in common with. Sure. Which was a lot like kind of like our our, our friendship when we were – there was always these like in our larger group of friends when we were younger in our 20s, in our like early 20s, late teens in your case because we started – that's when we started hanging out. And um, there was always this like smaller subgroups within our groups Mm. where – 
Like, we love them, but, like, privately, like, you and I would look at each other and be like, yeah, he's a fucking moron. Yeah. And, like, you know, there were, like, smaller fissures within there. And I, I felt like there was sort of, like, an extension of that, too, when, when, when all this happened. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's why we always ended up uh, eventually just the two of us <laughs> at the end of every given night. Not Give where the Irish listeners goodbyes. are thinking. <laughs> where would Q and Jewish Dave go? They're gonna go. They, they're gonna go hook up. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I feel like this is a weird moment of like of dread of free fall, um, of like I, I'm. It's almost scary to be hopeful, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what if? I don't know. Like, what if Donald Trump leaves the dry the hair dryer on and cooks all of the COVID? <laughs> vaccines or something like that like it like literally anything could happen i feel like any oops i'm, I'm reading the craziest arnie duncan who was like the former uh, formerly well he had a few positions but he was high up in the um obama administration and the and the the um uh, i believe in the like health and human services i have to double check that i forget what the fuck arnie duncan did but he his whole family has covid right now and he's like tweeting about how uh, no, I'm sorry. He was the Secretary of Education. I thought he was Health and Human Services, but he was the Secretary of Education under Obama. And I just, for some reason, I don't know why. I, um, I, I thought, I, I thought that he was Health and Human Services, which made it even more ironic that he's tweeting about like how his whole family has COVID. <laughs> and I'm like, if that guy that sucks has it, it, and he and he's about how horrible it is. He's like, it fucking sucks. We're all on our ass right now. Like, and we're all healthy, we're all in great shape, we're all, like, you know, generally younger, and he's, like, and, and we just had our fucking, we're having our asses handed to us by this fucking disease. And it makes me, I, I look around at Miami, I mean, are you scared being in Vegas, or, like, I mean, do you, do you, you you've, you've already done so much, like, you've already changed your life to make it where you've mitigated out all the risk you can mitigate. Yeah, I, I stay home, I stay home as much as fucking possible, and I'm, I, I'm, fine with that i like i will i will continue to stay home even after things are okay i i really want to go back to the movies but it's like you know i i like this uh this thing that i've kind of carved out for myself but i was just gonna say uh uh, at that wedding this past weekend some people were talking about how they had covid uh like a month or two ago um and they were they were talking (sighs) about something i had never thought of but the whole no taste thing and they were saying that when you brush your teeth, you don't taste the toothpaste, and it's basically like rubbing sand on your teeth, because oh, it's just the, the grind like that alone. in there. That's like <laughs> that alone. It's so it gave me shivers terrible. just thinking about it. <laughs> um. So I'm reading something about maybe you can illuminate, although I know you don't really follow the super local news that's happening on like a district level in your neighbor in your um in, in your city. Mm-hmm. Apparently, one of your com- uh, county commission races has gone so badly, and some asshole like former police captain is making such a stink about it that um that they have to do a throw out a bunch of ballots and like recount or something like that. And the Trump campaign and the entire conservative world is latching onto it. No, I bet. And they're saying, see, see, this is a, there's a problem. Like apparently uh, there's, uh, I wish, I wish I could remember the names off the top of my head. I, I just read it before we came into the studio to record, but yeah, like 
um, what the fuck's going on there? Yeah, I, I hadn't heard about that, but I'm not surprised because I know that they had already been latching onto Nevada as like, you know, a place where something was going to come out. You know, there was going to be all this major, major voter fraud or, or whatever. So that doesn't surprise me that they, they finally found something to use as their, their big key oh, thing. Oh, there's a cat behind you. There's also a plane about to crash, I think. <laughs> that was so loud. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear it on my end. Oh, my Why God. Would it no, it was just a plane. It sounded like it was like right over my house. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, I am curious to look that up, though, afterwards. What's going, what else is going on in the news, Dave? What else do you want to talk about? You know what? Um, <laughs> uh, I... How many Chick-fil-A's do you guys have in town? A lot. They've just started popping up over the last year or so. So lucky. So lucky. I've only gone like twice. You're you're a big fan. I'm a big fan, and it was honestly one of the reasons that I I packed on so much weight. How uh, are you doing right now? You you haven't been like mentioning your... uh, Oh, because I'm on autopilot right now. I'm doing fine. You're doing good? I'm down. Like, I I passed the 30-pound threshold the other day. Awesome. Um, So that's 30 pounds since, like, uh, September 2nd. There you go. So two and a half months, basically, September, October. Well, once you get your Chick-fil-A, the grilled uh, chicken nuggets are absolutely okay. Eat them. I I looked it up, and, like, what I've been doing is, um, like... And I've only done this literally twice, once in North Carolina during that month that we were staying there in September, and then one time since I've been back, and it was more than a month ago. I just get the fried ones. (laughs) I just do that. (laughs) I just do that because they're not that bad. They're like, um, they're something like, uh, they're like like 28 grams, Mm -hmm. and it's like, and I'll just I'll just take that for a day, like, and then I won't eat that much else. I don't I don't eat that much else. I eat pinchos. I eat, um, you know, my move now, as we as we transition into uh, keto talk of, um, you know, for the bird the bird road keto talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you are missing out on is, that you don't have in your neighborhood that you would love that you don't have in um, in Las Vegas probably maybe over on east in East Las Vegas are places like what we have here. Um, the one that I that's near my house is called Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. Blue Sky is a place where you go, you buy food by the pound. Okay, it's it's a cafeteria. It's a bunch of trays uh, that make like a an L mm-hmm. behind glass because only the ladies are allowed back there to serve you the food. And um, you go there. It's fifteen different types of chicken, ten different other types of meat, oh. a bunch of carbs because it's Latin food. So it's like yuca and it's potatoes and it's rice and it's um, beans and it's. No pasta. It's Latin food. Sure. And then, but what you can do is you go, you get a nice big box of whatever meat you're in the mood for, and then you just get a side salad. And they have the side salad pre-prepared in like a little tin. And you just get that. I want get that it. to go. I want it. And, uh, and it's one of those like really light iceberg lettuce side salads with like a little bit of oil and vinegar on it. Hell and that's yeah. it. No, no like, um, I guess like creamy shit. None of the like... I mean, you cream can is, if cream you is want. okay. It's fine, but uh, but yeah, no, that sounds great. That sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> when I come visit, just, we're going. Yeah, we're gonna hit it up, man. And it's like a it's like a whole vibe too. You go in there and it's old school. It's like a you know 
It's, it's how but long it's, do you think it's it'll Latin? Be... So it's super. It's Caribbean, Latin, Cuban. It's so, which means like incredibly clean, like very clean, and you're not a speck of dirt anywhere. How long do you think it'll be before I can come visit again? I mean, the tickets are probably cheap right now. You could come before I can come visit again. That makes that that actually a lot of I'll, a lot I'll, of things have to line up. I'll judo flip that question back to you. How do you process when you read that everybody who's paying attention to this stuff and measuring this stuff says that flying is fine? How does that hit your ear? Like where it's like there's been no um, or there's been like two attributable cases uh, that from from the spread of fly, uh, you know from airports and flying. There's been virtually no evidence that there's like mass spreader events that um, that apparently just broadly airline travel and flying by flying is is fine to do like how do you it doesn't you make hear that even a little bit of sense think? it doesn't make no, any sense all. none i mean i if that's the case why not the movies why not even fucking concerts like i don't know i don't know i don't know it's fucking baffling i have no <laughs> idea i mean that's recycled air yeah in an airplane and everybody's and I, disgusting I on an airplane. <laughs> Everybody is disgusting. Everybody has their feet out. Everybody's rubbing their wet shoulders on you. Everybody's they snuck like, food onto the plane from the shitty air airport malls. Yeah, first course. of all, like you get in there and you feel like tense because you've made decisions that have made you fat, and now you have to deal with that. And then, like, you also have to deal with the decision making of the other fatties that are sitting next to you, and uh, oh, oh, there's no way to be comfortable. If it's anything more than like an hour and a half flight, it feels like shit. And and then on top of that, like, you have to wear the masks and the fucking face shields and the yeah. whole nine yards. Summer, I'll say summer, and it'll probably be me that comes to you. Oh, though that goes without saying, but I hope soon after that I could come to you. So, will we do a live show when you come here? Would we do a live show during the week of your wedding? Uh, maybe. How possible is that? Maybe. Uh, um, would we do a live show? Would, would, are you guys leaving out of your wedding? Are you going to do the the move where you jump right onto a plane? And... We haven't decided yet. I mean, we had to, you know, cancel our original honeymoon. Um, right to Tahiti so, or whatever. weren't you guys gonna go to Bimini or some shit? To, I forget. Bali, you were doing Bali. something tropical, Bali, yeah, something yeah, yeah. fancy, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're not gonna like that. She'll like that. <laughs> you're gonna hate that. There's you're rat. There's that. rats there. <laughs> lots of rats. You're gonna complain about the most mundane things there. Like there's gonna be a faucet that takes like three minutes to turn hot, and you're gonna be like, oh, this again. Gotta deal with this. Just counting the minutes till like You know what back. the perfect place is for your honeymoon? Yeah. Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas. Where literally everything works perfectly and everything is like on a fucking uh, conveyor belt. That's why from the moment you the land. The best city in the world. The <laughs> best city in the world, baby. <laughs> uh. Like even you, like when you have to deal with things that are like cute and rustic. Why doesn't this work? Mm-hmm. Fucking thing just doesn't work. That's me. <laughs> you're playing with your mic a lot tonight. I like that. I need that to, means that you're into it. I need to adjust. PlayStation 5 and Xbox are out. 
There's the... How how do you get one? You can't. They're all sold out forever. It's impossible. Yeah. Forever. forever. Why? Seems like a bad way to make it. They look so bad though. Like I I just I don't I don't get this generation. It's just the same exact literally the same games. It's the same Assassin's Creed, the same Call of Duty, the same Is there a word is there a word in gaming for those the big jump ones, the ones where you went from NES to Sega and it was like immediately like, Whoa, this is a different thing. Yeah, I mean just like I don't know if there's a word for it. No, like just just a revolution, though. They would usually say when it's going from like a big new generation to the next. There's this like one three, is definitely like, evolution right now. There's like three that I remember, right? So NES when you went to Sega, and um, like Sonic, the difference between Sonic, the first Sonic, and Mario Brothers was so big, right? To a little kid, to like little ten year old me or whatever, or nine year old me. I was like, oh my God, this is completely different. I don't remember the jump from, I know that I owned an Atari, but I don't remember the jump from Atari. It to, was to huge. Nintendo. It was also huge. I think it all comes down to. Atari I, was just like squares moving around yeah, on a screen. Yeah, basically. Bumping I, into maybe each you other remember the, this term. It's a computer term. Is it like Newton's Law or something? Someone's Moore's Law. Moore's Law. Is it where Morse the re- diminishing returns? Yeah, that's a larger like concept in, 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 in circuit, circuit capacity yeah. about like um, how circuits can um double every year they should or the the law states that they double in size and power yeah so you know like every year supposedly there's been some debate over how true that law is because like the last 10 years apparently it's not holding up very well yeah well Um, everything is still advancing numbers wise but it just doesn't seem to make that much of a difference and that and that goes for computing as well like it's not just like we hit a point of like diminishing return exactly that's what i mean like you know like uh like even broadband internet and stuff like that it's not getting that much better even though technically 100 gigabytes per second is a shitload more than one gigabyte per second like less than 10 years ago you know but it's not actually getting better um and and you know same for storage speeds and all that kind of stuff it's not actually getting that much better well there must be a point where that shit like bumps up against other things though like that shit bumps up against like as when something is small and modest it exists within its own little carton mm-hmm. right within its own little within its own little container um nintendo a nintendo game was small and its boundaries were easily defined you know like you saw the edges of mario and he was like a you know little what was that 8-bit right 8-bit yeah. character yeah and he was very easy to define and then you get to i don't know Metal Gear Solid, right, in 99 or whenever that came out. Like, I'm trying to think of... I didn't play a lot of games after high school, so I don't really remember that. Like, Metal Gear Solid is a game I played. Yeah. And then, at that point, Solid Snake is like... I don't know what you called that. What was that? Like Polygon graphics. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, it 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 was like 64-bit or whatever or something. Holy shit, that's so much different. PS1, or maybe that was PS2. I don't remember. Right. But, um... You're like, okay, wow, this looks really different. But what is the difference between, like... The, the the solid snake in that game to whatever solid snake is and whatever the most recent Metal Gear game is like is I, it I really, could bore you he with starts some to of bump, it. he starts to bump up against the like the limits of perception yeah like a a, a really good looking cartoon or 
a slightly uncanny valley, you right. know, uh, digital character. And then, like, how really different are those two things? Yeah. You know, like... That's the weird thing about this generation is... It, I, I don't know how interested you'd be in this kind of stuff, but, like, the technological aspects of it are more exciting than the games themselves. The games just look like rehashes of the same shit over and over again. But if you like sit and watch a YouTube video of what actually makes PlayStation 5 different from PlayStation 4, it's it's actually like really cool and fascinating. Like uh, the big thing this generation is called ray tracing. And what it basically means is that instead of them having to like program in shadows or light reflections and stuff like that, they just happen naturally. Like as if it's a simulation of real life, and how is that? Is that like it learned it or something? It, it's it's a whole bunch of shit happening all at once. But they they don't have to take the time. Like in the old days, if if a character cast a shadow, is because they drew him with a shadow, and that's mm. you know it wasn't actually making a shadow in the game world. And this, if a light source hits a person, it's going to cast it's a, a rule. shadow. So they create a rule or a logic. Right. Or There's logic like behind it all, and it's all acts like real life. And that goes for reflection, shadows, like smoke. Is that that thing that you sent me, the Unreal Engine? Yeah. Like, well, uh, yeah. 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 What was the thing you were posting today? You, you said something about like a movie. They decided to just get rid of the real people or the real elements of yeah. it. Yeah. Just make it all in the Unreal, uh, Unreal Engine. Apparently, they did some scenes of The Mandalorian in that. Um, and now they're going all the way to a full movie that they're just completely shooting within this game software. And in theory, they can make it completely look real and like you won't miss anything about real people. So I guess we'll see okay, what happens. So then, but when you do that, are you eliminating the need for like reams and reams and reams of Korean animators? And are you just like, you're just jumping into an engine? You're basically sure. doing like create a world? Like, it, it, like you're basically going from, you like, you can be, it's, it's like going into Excite Bike and just building your own course. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And probably in the process, killing more jobs. <laughs> you, you remember Excite Bike? <laughs> I love Excite Bike. That game ruled. <laughs> game ruled. I used to just love, I was so fucking stupid. I loved like just, Making big jump after big jump after big jump, just that's it, and that's yeah. it. Just doom, doom. You want to know doom. why you did that? Because you're because you're, you're awesome. <laughs> the wrong odds. Because you're autistic. <laughs> no, I, I was like, I, I, something very soothing about that. I would hit the big jumps and just be like, look, get him go. I think everybody look, did that. <laughs> yeah, that probably, too. probably right. And now they all do the same thing in Minecraft, so. So like, but then how do you explain the movement of like uh, the most most popular things, the biggest things, the little fads that come and go, are the opposite end of the detail spectrum. There's things like that Among Us game and mm-hmm. shit like that, like w- that are just I guess puzzle games. And I'm sure there's still probably a billion people out there still playing Tetris. Like, yeah, well that's me. That's the kind of games know. that I mostly play. But even those games have gotten so refined, and they. It, it's so weird. You'll look at them side by side with the older versions of that. And you think they look, if you just look at them, they look so simple and basic, but they actually yeah. are so much smoother. And like, even in their basic yeah. little structures, they're so much smoother and better looking and higher resolution, even though it's just like blocks. It, it's crazy what they've managed to accomplish with that so i don't know again i don't know how we got off on a topic of video games i guess you dominated this show oh, you figured out how to do it go. you figured out how you judo flipped me now yeah um but like 
Okay. What is it called? The unpredictability of what um, when when the two when the dimensions of a thing will touch each other. Like sometimes, a game that I loved because of the tactile feel to it was going way back again to Atari days. Pitfall. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that if the guy's edge of his hand even scraped the rope, he was going to grab it. Right. Right. And then there's the opposite. Another Atari game, Frogger. Frogger, it felt very inconsistent. You would get run over when you thought that you did the right thing. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, that feel that you have, that 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 ergonomic of like, oh, am I going to get out in front of the truck and have enough time to do another hop? Sometimes you didn't. Sometimes you didn't. Sometimes right. you just didn't respond. And then sometimes you get run over and you think you already cleared the fucking thing. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like uh, that's... The difference, like, remember how the the big joke and the documentary that that they did about how bad the ET game was? Oh yeah, when we were little. I mean, you and I were like six years old. When I we had that out. though. It, it's I did too. It's I had it awful. too, and I thought it was. I had. I told you this story. I thought that it was broken. Yeah. I told my mom this is broken because back then I don't know games were like fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are now. I assume they're probably still fifty bucks. Yeah, they're sixty, I think. But yeah. But fifty bucks in the eighties was like. Yo. Yeah, seriously. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so like I told my mom, I swore up and down, she's no she's like, No, you're just a fucking idiotic six year old. You just don't know what you're doing. I mean, like I think about the way that I were, but you know. I, I think about the way that I almost immediately dismiss my six year old daughter these days, where she, whenever she comes to me with some sort of complaint, I immediately assume there's a dimension that she's too stupid to understand. <laughs> like, no, you have to lift it and then push or something. Like I and uh, but to her credit and to my discredit, I'm wrong a lot. It turns out that she's right way more often. You're basically and Kevin I'm just, James now. I'm discriminating <laughs> against her. What is this a de- Kevin James bit? Am I don't I know. A Kevin James no, bit? but it just seems like a sitcom dad thing. <laughs> to be underestimating yourself or underestimating your daughter. Yeah, and then it turns out I'm the moron. Yeah. Yeah. So um could lose like twenty more pounds and be Kevin James's size. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, but anyway, that's how I was, right? I was like, mom, this is broken. I'm telling you, this game doesn't work. It's a problem. We should get our money back. She's like, you picked it, stupid. That's <laughs> your fault. Just play it. Go play it. And you couldn't get past the first board. There was no, no way to couldn't. go. There was nothing to do. There was, they broke, they, they like, apparently there were other boards that they programmed into the game, but nobody could, you can't get to them. There's no way to get to the. Right. Yeah, and ET was just a triangle with like a square on top of it, <laughs> and it was like nothing to do. I don't even think you were ET. You were Elliot. It's like who the fuck wants to be Elliot? I want to be the alien. You know what game ruled though on on uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred was Spider Man. That game was freaking awesome. I do remember that. That damn, that was a really good game. Yeah, the Spider Man game where you would climb up the buildings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. And you fought Green Goblins. Yeah. I just thought of that because Spider-Man is supposed to be like the big game on PlayStation 5. And so. I'll give you another good one that I wiled away hours on. And I, oh shit. Actually, maybe this was Nintendo. I don't know. I was, I was little. I don't have like a remember, like a, a an easy memory for that whole era. But um, Golden Axe. That was Genesis. No way. That was Genesis? Yeah. And Jesus. and the arcade. I feel like that was an arcade game. An arcade. Yeah. 
I used to pump. I used to pump so many quarters into that shit at the um, at the Apollo Mall in Monticello, nice. New York. Nice. And uh, I used to go wild on that fucking thing. Um, the Golden Axe was so much fun. I like being the little fat fucking elf. Uh, or no, he wasn't an elf. The dwarf. I like being the dwarf. <laughs> yeah. And then I was completely certain um, when Lord of the Rings came out that it was a ripoff of Golden Axe. Sure. Absolutely. I was like, no, they took these characters. Of course they did. (laughs) No, it's definitely not from J.R.R. Tolkien (laughs) 130 years ago. Hey, hey, that's a a downer of a note to, uh, I I don't know that we're closing up yet, but uh, do you think... Somebody's got somewhere to be, I guess. Not really, but uh, do you think arcades could ever come back in this era? Touching controllers. Were arcades done? Arcades were done. Basically, I mean, arcades were done with that. Yeah, they still existed, but they're like kind of a dying breed. Oh no, 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 bro. Let me tell you something. I, um, I don't know why I just had this blind spot and I couldn't remember it. But I've I've been to arcades. Um, in the last six years, I've been to arcades over two hundred (laughs) times. I've spent probably over two thousand dollars in in arcades. Kids still fucking love arcades. But you gotta touch, um, so you gotta arcade, touch the joysticks and stuff. If arcades go out of business, it will be, be it will be a, a huge sunset place. Okay, we've never been there. I've never taken you there, but it's probably like the closest mall to Bird Road. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not even really a mall anymore. It's really like a cavern. It's kind of empty. It's kind of dead. Uh, it's right nearby my neighborhood. Um, you go up to the third floor of Sunset Mall. It's one of those outdoor malls where everything is like cement. Mm-hmm. And you kind of go inside all the stores. The bottom two floors are like generic shops, Abercrombie Fitch type shit, you know, Bed Bath and Beyond um, stuff. You go up onto the third floor, and this goes into a conversation that I was going to have with you by text the other day, and I ended up like just not not bringing it up. There's a movie theater, an AMC, right, mm-hmm. and a Game Time, which I don't know if you guys have Game Time. I don't think you do. It's basically Dave and Buster's. Yeah, I don't think so. It's it's Dave and Buster's, but really cool. It's a good it's a good it's a good place. Whatever. It's like a local. I've actually never been to Dave and Buster's. We have one here, but I've never been to it. They're delightful. Like if yeah. you have a kid, it's something to do with a kid. Yeah. You know? I will go play the basketball shooting, like the real basketball shooting game, not the little bullshit six feet away shooting rapid fire thing. The real. You know, eighteen footer. You know, taking eighteen foot wow. jump shot basketball game. I'll play that for to the point where my wife says, "Are you going to help me take care of this kid?" She's going insane, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, "Honey, I'm about to set a personal best right now. You just are you at least getting tickets to, I, from it or something? To, oh yeah, you're getting tickets. Nice digital nice. tickets. So less gratifying than they oh, used to be. That's a shame. But here's my point: those two. Retail spaces. Let's say they both get wiped out. The movie theater and the, and the arcade. What the fuck else could you put in there? Like, what would make sense? What could you shove in there? Like, you can't put anything else in those spaces. They are uniquely made to be arcades and movie theaters. And I feel like around the country, all the little arcades that we used to go to that were like inline arcades in the malls. Remember those? They were like oh, yeah. the size but of a gap or something like that. That's my favorite kind, but yeah. Me too, but they're gone. Yeah. They're dead. Oh, yeah, gone. The kinds where you have to go with your own quarters or you better hope that they have quarters in the machine, mm-hmm. not the kinds where you go and you get like a... A, a card or a whatever. A card yeah. that you scan or something. Not that fancy shit. I'm talking about quarter popping, right? 
We over here quarter popping. <laughs> those, those are gone. Those went out of business a while ago. That's the name of my solo album. My solo okay, Jewish Dave pop. rapping album. <laughs> I've made a choice. Um, those are gone, right? And so all that stuff are the super arcades, the Dave and Buster's, the uh, game times. Likewise, all of the um, marquee movie theaters, Liberty, New York, where I grew up, and I'm sure they had one of these in Stroudsburg, a two-plex, right? Mm-hmm. Where there was, you know, it's a retail space on, like, right on on, on a street with uh, a marquee out in front of it. Right. With enough space for two movies. Yeah. And they put the two movies that are there. You go in, you pick one. For a little while, those movie theaters became like dollar theaters, and they kind of tried to stay in business for a little while, but they're mostly pretty much all gone now, right? If you're in Miami, I honestly don't even know where they are here. But like, if you're in Orlando, for instance, if you if you're in Vegas, they're they're uh the it was the Tropicana. Uh-huh. That's not around, right? That's out of business. No, it's there. still a dollar theater, but that's okay. Yeah. So cool, they're they're still around. There used to be one on the, on Colonial in Orlando. What the fuck? What do you do with that space? No. Like, what the fuck? That thing was, that space was made to be a movie theater. Yeah. What are you going to do? Turn it into like a, a stage play or something? Like a like a playhouse or something? Like, what could you do? Who the fuck's going to playhouses? Nah, it sucks. It's it's sad. That that does remind me, though, of the uh, the, the Circuit City that closed down like 10 years ago and is still just shaped still like a Circuit like... City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Circuit City really left like an imprimatur on every space they were in. They were like, y'all better come up with something like, I don't know, you better be selling something like like charcoal brick furnaces. Or I don't know what else you can fit in your barbecue equipment. Something that looks like it would make sense with a, a, a big red smokestack. Yeah. <laughs> you ever drive through like um, or go visit like Rust Belt cities? Or not Rust Belt. Some of them are even in the South, right? There's one that I went to in Atlanta where they have, uh, it's like a five-story, it used to be like a factory, basically. And it was like this, It was. it's built like a monster. I, I wish I could remember the name of this place. Um, but it, it's built like a monster. And they just were like, at one point, I guess in the 60s, they're like, well, we don't manufacture things anymore. So let's just turn this into retail space. Mm. And so you go in there and you go and it's like an urban outfitters, but it's on the like, you know, there'll be like an urban outfitters that you walk into, but it's on the floor of some place where like seven year olds used to make garments or something. And you're just, it doesn't feel like you're, you're haunted by the ghosts of, <laughs> that seems of very horrible hipster. labor practices or, and shit like that. Like it seems very hipster and very, very super hipster. Yeah. Very The cool. most hipster shit in the world. And all the, all the, like there'll be like a place next to, um, there'll be like a place next to the aforementioned, uh, urban outfitters. And it'll be like called Madeline's or something. And it'll be all like, like flower clothing <laughs> like unisex it, it, I, I don't know how to explain it but and then there's like a um there's like a bar up on the top of it and like it's made to be and like putt putt you know it's all like all this hipster shit axe throwing bar oh, of course and all these things all this hipster shit that's just like baked into it like they just cut they just like like biopsied half a block of brooklyn and just dumped it into <laughs> like suburban Atlanta and they're like oh well now this is a place to go and a place to live 
and it's it's super cool. That's so cool. The drinks are like nineteen dollars, and you know, it's that go. kind of place. We should go. <laughs> <laughs>